a, a good friend is the one who wants to have the honor to get in the mud with you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't let him in the mud, you deny him the honor. I'm like, there's times when you just like, it's an honor to have those close friends and to get in the mud and to share the mud and to work through the mud and to work through the pits and to crawl into the pit and get both of you out of the pit together. Don't deny people that they're out there, but it takes a little bit of work to find. Welcome to the Skilled Dad Podcast. This is the podcast for dads of all seasons to learn the things that they can do and engage so that they can go and equip the next generation for success. Here we sit down with everyday dads just like you to learn from their story, get inspired, and then start getting after it. So we invite you to join in, see what you can take away from this story, and apply to your life on your journey to becoming a skilled dad. Hey guys, and welcome to the Skill Dad Podcast. My name is Zach Reeser. I'm your host. And tonight, the first returner, Brian, you're the first returner to the podcast. Brian Graff, welcome back, yeah. my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's good good to see you. For those that are listening, I get to see him. You don't, but hopefully you'll be able to watch him and say hello on YouTube. But Brian was on like when we first started and can you believe, man, like that was two years ago, over two years ago at this point where we actually sat down and it was like two years and one month ago. Nope. Don't believe it. Two years doesn't make sense. It was fast, like yeah. w- way too fast. And we've already gone up like levels and sports U leagues. And since that happened, that, two years is way too fast, but yeah, but here we are again. Our, our dad's skills have just grown exponentially in two years yeah i'm gonna say that some of them have and with all the conversations that we've had over the last couple years between both us and other dads at least the knowledge is there now some of the application needs to step it up in some cases for me that's a me problem not you and i said skills because i think between the two of us there's probably one skill each that's improved so that is now plural skills that's the genius of it though it's if both of you are different than one of you is not, or I'm sorry, I totally screwed it up. If both of you, Close. if both of you are the same, then one of you is not needed. Yes. That's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So everyone that's joining and listening to our, we're just going to, we're just having fun tonight and we're, we are recording at night because the kids are in bed. We've got the time we've been talking about it. And actually this is part two. We tried the first time and didn't work out. It was my fault because it was stinking cold and this particular studio, this is not the trio studio where I am, is this little studio I've got in my garage. And during a polar vortex in Tennessee, it was just cold and I was a baby. And I was like, yeah, can we not? But it, hey, guys, it's still cold. So if you're watching, that's where the beanie comes from. And I've, I'm taking my hunting skills and I've got hand warmers like laced throughout my body, probably TMI and on my ankles because there's a little trick I learned in the old Colorado hunting days, which is don't take toe warmers and put them on your toes. You put them like right where your ankle bone is on the inside and your arteries running. So it warms up all your blood. So I'm good. 
I'm ready oh, to go. There you go. Yeah, have you, you ever go. tried that? Yeah, I'll just put two hand warmers in my boots and just go. No. You just get it done. You're manly. Yeah. More manly than me. I put it in strategic places. Snowed and I didn't have any snow boots, so I just had hand warmers. I just kept, brought two extra (laughs) to rotate them. Next time. I'm going to try the ankle. Where to place them. And so it's wintertime. Why not? So here, example, hand warmer. If you're looking and for those that are listening, I'm going to try to like verbally interpretive dances for you. Don't just put it like in your glove or in your hand. Same concept. You put it in your sleeve, right where your wrist is, like where your artery is on your wrist, and just tuck that bad boy in there. You're gonna warm all the blood up that goes into your hand, and and you're gonna you're gonna be sweating. So that one's free, guys. Look at dad, Zach's already teaching hard dad skills. That's they go hand in hand, right? So that's one we can yeah. teach on a podcast. Is put up there. You're gonna be sweating. I love it. I just learned it late in the game. Yeah, that's okay. I'm not wearing a beanie because it's cold. I'm wearing a beanie because my hair is out of control. So I'm trying to tame the beast. Because it's the cool thing to do. Yeah, it's just out on injury. I'm just letting the hair grow. I think it's been five months since the haircut. So yeah, it gets a little crazy. So I'm just laying it down. You hiding dreadlocks under there? I wish I could get to dreadlocks. It's not that long. Mm. That would be... It's just, it's at that awkward, it's just at that awkward phase, dude. It's like a, a guy going through puberty. It's like my hair's at that phase, the puberty phase. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I guess I know what that looks like. Cause you know, some guys have full grown beards by the time they're in middle school. And either way, I'll take your word for it. You don't, have, you can show us like later, I guess. It's all laid down awkward. now. So it's good. Okay. Okay. That's good. Thank you uh, for that. And maybe you should get a haircut at some point. So we're having a lot of fun, friendly banter. So here's one thing you probably don't know about Brian. So ever since we interviewed the podcast, and I might even back it up for anyone that didn't listen to that. You, you can go listen to the first one, see what we were like two years ago. But Brian... Was it the first one? What? Was first it? episode? Yeah. No, you were like... It was like five, five right? Yeah. 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 You're the, the SWAT dad episode. Yes. Yeah, so we can dive into that if you want. But you've, if you've listened to several episodes, then you've heard the story about the guy that I randomly went up to in a coffee shop and said, hey, man, I like the way you dad. And if you haven't heard that story, here's the story. I was sitting in a coffee shop in the outdoor patio zone and working on skilled dad stuff at the time and see this guy over there with his three kids and his wife. We talked about this last time, actually, but I saw two, and then the third one was, like, hiding from me. Eventually, I saw the third one. But he had a a Giants shirt on, and they were just having a good time. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I love love seeing this. So I went up, and I said, hey, man, I like the way you dad. And then I proceeded to introduce myself, and um, I said, hey, I've got this podcast I'm going to build. And if you ever want to sit down and talk with me, I'd love to talk to you about it. And... um. So we chatted a little bit and then you came back like 20 minutes later, we had some more discussion. And then I think we've, we've talked, we have gaps here and there, but pretty much every week for the last two years. Yeah. Just about. And uh, Brian has been in the background, both supporting, encouraging and help building and modeling a lot of what skilled dad has been, what it is and where it's going. And when I talk a lot about getting guys that 
you can be real with and also be challenged by. That's what Brian's become to me. And we're like old days, we'd be like pen pals because you're in California and I'm in Nashville, but now we can, we don't have to write cursive notes anymore. We can just hop on FaceTime or phone calls and text, which yeah, is great. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a icebreaker. Hey, I like the way you dad. Yeah, it's super Definitely. cheesy, but it still works. Like, yeah, it hits you, know? you different than somebody just coming up trying to start a conversation. Well, I, okay. I like the way you dad. What did you? Th- I don't know if I ever asked you this, and if I did, let's talk about it again. But, like, what did? What was your take when some random jabroni walks up to you in the coffee shop as you're hanging out with your family and says, "Hey, man, I like the way you dad." Do you even remember? I know we're getting old, but yeah. No, I remember. So we were. My wife and I were coming out of just a mess of our, that was a trip to, okay, we're going to get back on the same page. We're stepping out of a mess Mm. and things were going really good on that trip. And you come up when we're, dude, it was just, I think it was like the morning, like a late morning and we're having, Mm -hmm. we just happened to be in that downtown Franklin or somewhere. Yeah. It was a factory in Franklin. Yeah. And my wife's, hey, I Googled this coffee shop. Let's go check it out. So it is all by chance. And then you come up as we're sitting out there and, hey, I like the way you did it. My first thought was I've never been told that before. And if you would have seen the last six months that we've been coming out of, you wouldn't have been saying that. Mm. But I was like, that's cool because it's something I was definitely working on. And then you hand me this card, talk about a podcast. Like, that's pretty awesome. Like, podcast sounds pretty cool. And then when I walked away, all the shops inside the factory, my wife wanted to go through, and they're like little cheek, little shops. And I didn't really want to go through it. So I, you were afraid uh, you're going to spend all your money. No, I knew I was. So I quickly got on my phone and looked at your website and read the whole thing and just looked at my wife and said, Hey, go through anything you want, go through all the shops. I need to go talk to this dude again. Uh, I really like what everything it says on the website and uh, his idea of what this is about. So I, I'll go talk with him. And then we just sat down and it's been two and a half years. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I think I said, I like it. Here's my money or something like that. I missed the here's my money part. Uh, yeah, that's a good part then. That's a good thing you missed that. Yeah. I'm still waiting on if there was. Yeah. You can send that check, but. I'm still waiting for money too. Okay, cool. Live in well, California, they take it all. <laughs> well, yeah, most a lot of the Californians have come and become my neighbors, so yeah, uh, it works out. But yeah, it's a cool day, and you said it was by chance, and it was most random. And and a lot of people that hear this might be like, "That's really strange." And I've told this story so many times, only because here's why I think like the power of the story comes from and whether it's by chance or not i was in a zone where i i had the opportunity to be talking to a lot of guys and really passionate about skilled dad and even more so now just seeing some of the the things that that it's done for other guys the conversations i've had with other guys have done for other people that listen and um that i was just like fired up i was like yes i don't care and i i see that and it it Normally, I think it would make others cringe pretty hardcore to think about doing that. Um, but had I not 
put myself out there and done that, then I would have missed out on having a really great friend. And I guess maybe I'll just take that as a little side note. Put put yourself out there. And at the end of the day, as long as you're not like super weird, well, I guess what I did is pretty weird, but you got somebody that's going to think you're weird and it's going to be awkward and then you'll probably never see them again. So put yourself out there because at the end of the day, the status quo could be the exact same and somebody just thinks that they met a weird person or you could run into a new really good friend a business opportunity, a whatever it could be. And I think that's the power of putting yourself out there and not going in like arrogant stuff, but going confidently if you're genuine about it. And I was pretty stoked about what I saw. And I was like, hey, that's awesome. I want to, I want to encourage that. So I don't see all you guys. But something you said, Brian, that's interesting. I, I don't know if I've heard that in the same way before, is if you had seen me six months prior. And I know... I've had a couple of conversations where it wasn't exactly I like the way you dad, but it's like an icebreaker of some sort. Yeah. That there's like this, ooh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm that guy. Um, heck, I, I feel that way oftentimes just because we're all learning and got new faces. But, but I think even if you're maybe not that guy, in your own mind, we, we immediately go to some of the failings don't miss out on the winnings and or if you know what you haven't done well you have the opportunity to then address those things and make them better going forward because you're always going to be a dad yeah we're always not that guy small rant sorry everyone's not that guy but if you can be that guy for what 45 minute episode just to come on talk even if it's about your failures or whatever somebody's going to learn somebody's going to take something from it yeah. Uh, but so. yeah. Backing up to you saying put yourself out there. I don't, I've talked to a lot of dads, uh, a lot of friends that I'd say they're not good friends, but, or like, I don't know, close friends, best friends, whatever you want to call them. But there seems to be an overarching theme. Like you hit an age as a guy where I think, especially once you have a family too, you just can't make friends. It's so hard. Like for the longest time I prayed. I remember I was just like, God, I don't want multiple friends. I just want one. Just give me one good friend. For the longest time, I thought I was one of the only people praying that prayer. And I run into my brother-in-law. We're having a talk. And he's like, dude, I've been praying for one good friend. All I want is one. Mm. I talked to another guy and he's like, dude, I just need one good friend. I'm like, we just get to this point where... I don't know what it is, if everything sucks or we're just too busy with our work, our families, to where we can't put ourselves out there to go make friends. You don't have the time to go out and do all the stuff that maybe your single friend does or a buddy who's married with no kids can do. You got to put yourself out there. Yeah. And I did get more than one friend after that prayer. Justin, who's not on camera, has been a, one of those dudes. He's yeah. crying right now. Uh, that's why he's off camera. He's that's, tearing up over that's that. That's what comment. I was going to say. You, you lucked out. You got one and a half friends. You can yeah. choose who the half is. But yeah, yeah, Justin needs the shout out. I don't even know. Is he? Can he even hear us? So, yeah, he's sitting right. Uh, he's screens he, here, cameras over here, and Justin's right over here crying his eyes out from that story. Give him a Kleenex. 
he went and got a box of Kleenexes. He's blowing his nose and but can he can he hear me now? Like, his eyes. Is he plugged in he, or is he just only hearing? He's one not side? plugged in. He's only hearing my side. So we can talk about everything. Okay, cool. We could talk. You could say anything you want about Justin, and I'm just gonna say, yeah, Zach loves Justin too. I'm gonna say a like, lot about him right asset now. Asset to this team. Yeah, I'm gonna say a lot about Justin real quick because he's not on here. <laughs> yeah, so Justin's um in the background here and he's like the magic man with a lot of the, the audio and technical understanding and skills that super talented guy and um in over the course of i'd say with justin correct me if i'm wrong but that's probably been like a year that the three of us you guys obviously do a lot together you're in the same town like you, you guys are working together in a variety of things and then i just happen to chime in from time to time but it's probably been a year that the three of us have known each other now yeah i'd say a year would you say yeah. a year justin the three of us you and i much longer the trio the uh what's the uh, not the th three, amigos. three amigos is it the three amigos i'm thinking of that's one of them Musketeers? Three Musketeers. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Stooges? That might be. Justin said Three Amigos better. So we're the Three Amigos. Yeah, Justin okay. said a year. Okay. The three Stooges might be more yeah. apropos. He, it took him a while to say that he's trying to stop crying. It'll be okay. From, from all the compliments. <laughs> well, so, okay. Let me double tap then on the concept of, of uh, being awkward and putting yourself out. And then also what you said. So... Did you ever listen to that podcast that I was on with um, Cam, Paul, Dad's Making a Difference podcast? No, you didn't send it to me. I didn't? Okay. No. So yeah. I haven't got to listen to it yet. I'll send it. So anybody that is listening, I had the opportunity to be on a podcast called Dad's Making a Difference, a gentleman named Cam Hall out in, um, well, up in Canada. And and he's he's the guy that that you said was like the more fit, better looking version of me. Yeah, the, the Canadian twin version of you. The yeah. Ryan Reynolds version of you. Maybe. Well, that's, I mean, you know, Ryan's a handsome man, so that's a compliment to him. But Cam's doing some great stuff. Go check out his podcast. Dad's making a difference. I'm going to tag him in this. But just like a stellar guy, really cool guy. And, and I had him on on here as well. After he invited me on his, I was like, hey, why, don't you, why don't you come over here? We had a similar conversation though, and why is it that that guys don't? I, I'd say I'd say it's more it's guys more than ladies. I know it is, but why is that? And I I don't know the answer per se. I have my own reasons and my own observations, but I think to your point, as we start to carry more responsibility, like you have no kids, you got presumably more money, you can go where you want or at least have some more freedom. Everyone's situation is a little bit different financially and everything, but you have less responsibility, have a little less restraint. Maybe have your job, hopefully have your job going on, but then you have your first kid and things change a little bit, but you can still, you can still go do. It's like the three amigos. Now, maybe a dog, throw a dog in there. If you're a cat person, God love you. But yeah, this show's not for you. I'm just allergic I'd, to them. I got nothing against cats. I'm just allergic to them. But then you throw two on and your career's grown and you have more responsibility. And then you throw three, maybe stuff at two, whatever it is. I don't know if it's the responsibility mixed with all the other stuff in our head. And then also some self-consciousness that might roll in there. But, but also the sphere of 
who you like the pool of candidates changes, I think. Too. Oh, 100%. Is it, yeah, okay, I was going to say is that fair to say, but if if you have if you're in high school, you got your built-in crew that you can at least a pool of candidates. If you're in college, you still have a pool of candidates. You get past that, it changes and you have coworkers. Maybe you move to a new city. That's what Cam and I talked about. Like hypermobility these days, you move to new cities. But I had a but I say all this to say it is difficult. I agree with you, but there are ways to mitigate that if that's yeah. what you want. And I think it's important. Maybe we should talk about like why we think it's important. But just one quick story. I was at a birthday party the other day. I gave him this dad's a skill dad sticker. Um which was actually a good icebreaker, but he represent. made a comment to me. What's that? Represent. Yeah, man. Um, if you want to skill dad sticker, uh, DM me or something. I'll send one to you. But it was a birthday party, 23 kids at this. And, you know, I made a, a comment like, that's a lot of kids. And this comment that stuck with me was, yeah, I can't remember the last time I had this many friends. I only have three friends. And I was like, three? Get three close friends? That's fine. This is like in my mind because we talk about this quite a bit. And then the follow-up comment was, ah, but I work with most of them and I don't know if I'd actually hang out with them. So I don't know. And I was just like, oh, it's like a gaping. It's like an, maybe I'm taking it the wrong way. You're know, like openly admitting this thing to me who I don't know as well. But I was like, dude, if you, you want to talk to somebody, just holler at me. You want to hang out a little bit? Let's hang out. But it was, but I hear that quite a bit and you and i have talked about this concept where it's man dadding being a dad i like the way you dad being a dad shouldn't be diy no oh we diy is cool i love to build stuff we're going to talk more about that with skilled dad as we go forward but but being a dad should not be diy and it's not i'm not talking about just your wife but i'm talking about other dudes other guys other men and i think that's why it changes it's because when you have kids and you're looking for that wolf pack to build. Wolf pack only. Find another chair. It's no longer, hey, who do I want to go hang out with and have a good time? It's who else do I want around my kids that's going to be an example where they want to be or not? That's that a killer point. One. And I just had this conversation with a friend yesterday. Huh. And he is, he told me, he like, he is very selective like now that his oldest is i think 10 a little bit older than my oldest who just turned nine he's like i want families and couples friends men who are going to be around me they're also going to be around my son and i want good examples around my kid yeah. uh, not and we hang out when we can. And he's like, you're, that's not, I, mean, it, I knew when he said it, it wasn't, that wasn't the reason why we didn't hang out more. Oh, there's a fire truck. Wait, was, was he saying that he likes you, but he doesn't want you to be around his kids? Yeah. No, he was not saying that. Okay. Uh, he made it clear. We just, uh, <laughs> our schedules are so different because of my job my and work makes it hard too. But I think the big thing is that like you're, you're looking for people to set that example mm. for your kid. And whether it's good or bad, they're going to be around your kid and your kid's going to pick it up. Yeah. And I've shared with you that book. I think you own it. I've sent it to a few people. The Raising a Modern Day Knight, 
you talked about mm-hmm. it's not DIY modern day night. This guy and his two closest friends raised all of their sons as a team. And mm-hmm. they would set, if you don't have that book, Raising a Modern Day Night, it's a shameless plug for that book. Robert uh, Lewis, right? Yes. I want to say yes. Shameless plug for that book. If you got, I, I don't care. If you got a son under the roof of your house who hasn't moved out yet, that book's worth a read. Just preparing him for the world. It's geared towards sons only, but there's other books out there that if you have daughters, I got two daughters and a son. I'm reading this specifically for my son because I'm making sure that no matter what the world does, I raise a man. Mm-hmm. And when he leaves my house, he's ready to be a man. And not a man that the world defines, but a man that God defines. So um, this kid's going to be ready to go. When he when he takes the reins, he's going to know that he is a man. And he's not going to question it. And that's another thing. I think a lot of guys, when they get to a point of adulthood, they don't fully grasp, am I a man yet? It, like, when do I hit manhood? Did I hit it? How long ago? Or am I in it now? Is this what makes me a man? If you raise them, they don't have those questions. Yeah. That would be a really good, I think, like, whole episode on that. Yeah. On on what that is. In modern day, that's such a, it shouldn't be, but it's such a challenging topic. But the, but I think that that shifted quite a long time ago on the, on even the milestones. Like with Raising Modern Day Night, there's several other books that lay out kind of the milestones to manhood but the rituals have shifted and now yeah. now it creates questions and there's like studies about that and on some of the toll that that, that creates for guys mm-hmm. but back back so we should take a side note and kind of annotate that for the future but to the friend thing i've not necessarily thought of it in that terms as far as one of the added bonus challenges of new friends is it's when you're, let's say you move. So I moved across country like three times. Yeah, three. And then back again, like big circle. And even when I came back and I had friends locally, now you and your your partner come as a package deal oftentimes. And so have you ever run into the zone where it's like, you have to like find other couples too. Mm-hmm. Like you want to find other couples. And then you run into the awkwardness where it's, you know, maybe the wife, the wives love each other and one one of the four is kind of a a jabroni and you just don't want to be around that other couple. And you're like, this is super awkward, but it's like, hey, I love the wife or I love the husband, but do we really want to go down that path? I have had this conversation. So with other people, I know I'm not alone in it, but it's an added factor. It's to find that magic is can be a challenge or maybe it is just me. I don't know. You ever- no. Like I, <laughs> my wife definitely has some friends where I'm like, that's great. And I've met the husbands and they're great dudes. We don't drive. And totally. that's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I'm okay with my wife having friends where I don't necessarily hang out with the husband mm-hmm. all the time. And I can be easily cordial and hang out with them when we do get together, but it's not as often as we would if we both had that couple friend. I think that's a good thing for her to have her friends and me to have my friends, as long as we know each other's friends, but then to really dive into the relationship that we build with couple friends is even more important. Yeah. But I think that's the thing is you got to be okay with 
okay, this may not be like my all my favorite person to hang out with, but I love my wife and I'm going to go in with my best foot forward and have a good time because this is one of her closest friends. And just because I don't jive with this husband to the point where we're going to be besties, yeah, I can still hang out, have a good time and let make sure she has a great time and just enjoy myself and enjoy the fact that I'm around people I don't see that often. Yeah. Yeah. And be as authentic you as you can be Mm -hmm. on the first encounter. And that's one thing I'd throw out where I've learned from sometimes I'm probably that guy where they're like, yeah, (laughs) Sonia, my wife, fantastic. Everyone loves my wife. She's amazing. But there's been occasions where it's like on the first round one, first impression, you're like, nah, this is not going to jive. But then you hang out again and then either either you or they start to open up more and you find out who they really are and you're like i totally read that wrong and this is great so i guess the point of me saying that is don't always give up just on that first impression because people do different things on the first encounter some people are just super nervous some people are self-conscious one big thing that i've run into with you know the conversation and experiences what's the first thing that a guy typically asks you after he meets you no it's not a loaded question i just want to see if it's the same one that i usually have where do you work hey man what do you do where do you yeah. work like well that's that is that's like the identity is wrapped up in and some of us some of us at times maybe yeah here's what i'm doing in this season yeah but it's not who i am and early on we talked about i don't really care what you do i don't care what you do i care who you are so i don't know i love what i do but there's been times where i'm like here's what i do i think we talked about that on our episode oh well two years later it rings a bell yeah because i think it's around that time like i had just listened to someone else's podcast where they were talking about i think it's australia where nobody asks like what do you do for work? Because they don't care. They ask like, when they ask who you are in America, they people, oh, I'm a lawyer. I'm a law enforcement officer. I'm a, like in sales, whatever. But like out in Australia, on the other side of the world, probably New Zealand, those areas is my guess. Their response is their hobbies. They talk yeah. about what they enjoy doing and then what they do for work, they only do to fund what they enjoy. But that's the farthest thing that they talk about when they express who they are mm-hmm. and to that's just such a western culture and i especially being in law enforcement i hated that my identity would get wrapped up in my job because i was like this is a fun job but it's not who i am like that's not being a, a cop doesn't define me it's not everything about me there's so much more i just show up and go to work and i i serve right but it would yeah, it would get roped in a lot. And that would hinder me a lot from putting myself out there to talk to people. And now that I think about it, that was a big thing for me to just go back and sit down and talk with you. I was like, I don't want to talk to this guy. I don't do this. All my training and stuff, I don't want to go talk to somebody. But I was like, no, there's something really into this. Oh, you didn't want to talk to me? That I wanted to know. No, there were my, I mean, you could probably talk to anybody who's been a cop and it, it's a lot for them to, yeah step out and talk to somebody because they usually sit against a wall 
and we just read the room and then we just judge every other dude in that room. Yeah. And you just go, yeah, not worth talking to. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've seen. You don't know what I've done. Uh-huh. But that, yeah, that day I was like, no, there's too much interest in what it looks like Zach's trying to do. I want to know more. That I didn't care. I appreciate you taking the leap. And it was easy. Uh, that's good. Yeah. I, I don't know that you would be alone in that. Actually, you, you said something about kind of the Western mindset of the identity being within the work for a lot of guys. That's how we identify ourselves. During COVID, especially, the identities changed a lot for people. Yeah. A number of people that I see in LinkedIn and people even knew. But I've been a part of that for a number of years. Like that was my, that's who I was thing. And then things change, jobs change. But if you're in Australia, I know we have people in, we have a pretty good group in Sweden, London, Australia, and Germany of listeners. I'd like, um, if anyone is open to it, I'd love for you to let me know what it's like there per what you just said about that's not necessarily the, the first thing forward, but let us know. That'd be great. DM me or shoot me an email. Hello Cause, at skilleddad.com. Because I hate when you alter that question and not like, hey, where do you work? But it's like, hey, what do you like to do? And the first thing out of their mouth involves work. And they dive into like their job. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, but we're trying, and we're almost like trained on it. Uh, okay. Now that we've talked about the challenges of making friends as adults, and if you don't have any of those problems at all, you're lying. We'd also, I just talked to my dad Brian's and he's like, out, yeah, so you let me know what you've learned. So, or maybe come on the podcast with me because. I want to learn. Like you've learned something that I has not been an unlock for a lot of people, so we can learn from you. But what are some things that you've done that you've learned that have worked for you? And since you you were saying a prayer about it, you had some unlocks on there, and I know you've got uh, a growing crew. But what are some things that you've done? Oh, dude, my crew is not growing. I if it does grow, it's because I've leaned heavily on my wife, and I I've met some dads and friends through her and it's that same thing where i go into i'm like i don't know like i put off meeting one guy because i just didn't know if i was going to drive because there had been a few wives where the husbands i'd met where i'm like yeah great guy we're just our hobbies our interests are just so opposite i don't i could sit and hang out with him for a dinner for a hangout if we do it like a double date no problem it'd be fine but Calling to hang out one-on-one or like calling to grab a drink or a beer or a coffee, it's going to be hard. Yeah. And and then I met one of my wife's friend's husband's name, Mike, and I was like, why did I meet you earlier? Yeah. So I still go into those pretty like open-handed and it, maybe something's going to come out of it, but I don't know if I've really been putting my, I've been tr- trying to put myself out there more, which is weird. I I don't know, I guess I'd call it practice. Like almost how I'd have when I was a a training officer and I'd be standing in line to get a cup of coffee or something and my trainee was there. My trainee would have issues talking to people to gather information to take a report. I would tell him, hey, go to, we get close to the front line if it's a long line. Hey, get to the back of the line. Talk to every person who is in front of you, behind you, whatever. And just do a casual conversation. Be a human being. That's all you have to do in interviews. 
yeah, I just need you to be used to talking to people while you're wearing this uniform because for some reason your mouth stopped working when you put on your uniform. <laughs> so I I picked that up and I just started practicing. If I was out somewhere at a store and it was 30 minutes outside where we normally are mm -hmm. and I saw, see some guy in there, I'd just try and strike up a conversation. Something dumb. Just get used to talking. Maybe you learn something. Maybe you don't. Maybe you meet somebody cool. Maybe you don't. But I was like, whatever. You know? Yeah. No harm, no foul. I'm not probably going to see this person again. Um, so I started doing that. I had some cool conversations with some people. I learned some crazy stuff. Like this one guy told me he's a pastor of a church. And right before he became a pastor, he was a dude who was out. I think he had just, the last big crime he committed was grand theft auto of a vehicle and got in a high-speed pursuit running from the cops and sat there, I think, while he was on probation after he had served his time and heard somebody talk about Jesus in a way he had never heard before and then started volunteering, worked with the homeless, talked to them about how he had been homeless and was homeless at the time for so many years mm. and then worked kept working hard at the church and then the church offered him a job. And then he went from that job to working into a ministry role. And then the ministry role worked into going to school to be a pastor. And he's like, yeah, dude, I'm, he's like, it's insane. Never would have learned that. Just walked past this guy in a park and did this, the thing like, Hey, see out here messing, playing with your kid. He looks like you're a pretty awesome dad. What's your story type deal. Mm. Like. I like the way you did. Yeah, I I tried to make my own line. No, it's good. I didn't steal yours. That's, thank you, but it works. It yeah, can, right. Okay, here's a quick here's a quick like stat. I don't throw numbers out a lot, but I think they're helpful sometimes because I I researched this a few weeks ago after talking to Cam, and then the conversation came up three more times. I'm like, how it feels is one thing, but what does the data say? What is actually out there? Oh. 30 years ago, this is according to, there's a Pew Research article, and then this is Survey Center on American Life. This is from 2021, so I know it's shifted since then probably, but okay. So 30 years ago, a majority of men, majority being over 50%, so 55% reported having at least six close friends. Today, and this is where I've seen the most of today, the number has been cut in half. Slightly more than one in four men have six or more close friends today. It said, and then the other one from Pew Research said that 40% of men said they, they have two to three close friends. So, is that bad? I'm more interested about the other 60% that don't. But I think two or three close, because the other thing is time. You mentioned earlier, but like, how much time do we have? So, there's breadth and depth. And so when we're talking about making friends and close friends, I think there's a big difference between acquaintances and people that you can be cordial with and talk to when you see them, stuff like that. But then there's the close friends that know your stuff, can challenge you on it, can be there for you. And I'm sure you've heard this term, but who are your 2 a.m. friends? I think there's a country song about it probably somewhere, but who are your 2 a.m. friends? Have you heard that term before? Yeah, we call it who's going to help you bury your body. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, that's... Justin's <laughs> so glad that he doesn't have headphones on right now. 
Yeah. He just looked at me when I said that because he knew. I'm like, <laughs> I call you in the middle of an emergency. You know, be to bury a body, but that's like as bad as it gets almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the, um, that's, that's, that's the question. Like, who are your 2 a.m. friends? And, and who are the guys that when you, when stuff gets really tough and you don't want to talk to your wife about it, or maybe it involves your wife or just some challenging identity things because of work or whatever it is, like, who are you going to talk to that, A, you trust what they say and you trust that by saying it to them, they're not going to disclose it because that's what trust is. And who are your two AM friends? So if you don't, if you don't have them, like they're powerful to have them, get two or three. Yeah. I say, go get it. Like you're going to go buy some or something, but it's, but it takes work and it takes awkwardness. And if you're introverted, y'all can skewer me if you want, but I would just throw out there like being introverted and extroverted is how we recharge our batteries. Not necessarily something that we need to use as an excuse to not I was gonna say that. engage. So I just challenge you, don't use that as an excuse. Just to for recharge. Some it's That's how you recharge. But for some people, it is more. It is easier to put yourself out there, but it can be harder to trust. Yeah. I, I'm one of those guys. Historically, I can talk to a lot of people, but who actually gets a lot of the trust? It's a small group. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Trust takes a lot, and it can be lost fast. But Collected in drops and spilled in buckets. I heard that mm -hmm. once, and it stuck with me. Mm, I like that. Yeah, you can use that one. But I think the other thing is like you get to a point where and I feel like it's got to be a lot of guys just don't want to go do the small talk. But yeah. sometimes you got to wade into the waters of the small talk to get to somebody who you feel like, okay, I could just have the depth of conversation I need. Because mm -hmm. yeah, I'm at a point where I don't, I get so tired of just being at a place with people around and the talk is just so shallow, like surface level. And you don't get into the root of like, how are you doing? Like, how's life treating you? Are you on an up? Are you on a down? How do we get you to the up? What's keeping you on the up? Like the, what do you do for work? How's the weather? Oh, you've lived there before. That's great. What do you think? It gets old, man. After so many times of doing it for so long, it's, dude, I just want to get with a couple of people where it's, man, I've been waiting to just hang out to offload my trash. And then I've been waiting for, I was like, I think it was Simon Sinek was like, a, a good friend is the one who wants to get to have the honor to get in the mud with you. Mm -hmm. and if you don't let him in the mud, you deny him the honor. I'm like, there's times when you just like, it's an honor to have those close friends and to get in the mud and to share the mud and to work through the mud and to work through the pits and to crawl into the pit and get both of you out of the pit together. Don't deny people that they're out there, but it takes a little bit of work to find them. Mm -hmm. It can take a lot of work. So what are some of those things? So we've got the concept that it can be challenging. We understand some of the benefits. We haven't even hit all the benefits of it, but guys like isolation as a man, we're, just, we're not made that way. It's not good for us. And it's also, you mentioned earlier, like we want to have people around our kids that'll also be good examples. It's also not a good example to not have people around unless you want them to see that as normal too. It's a thing for them to be surrounded by other men that aren't you. 
in a friend setting to see what it looks like to have that positive like male friendship and bond that can happen but so what are the practical tactical tips that somebody that's listening to this is you're reading my mail but so what do i do what are some of those things i have some ideas and some experiences that i've had that have worked but i don't want to take over so what do you think about that what do we do yeah i think it varies person to person Mm -hmm. and put you on the spot a little bit Yeah, but I think also that's what you have to do is if you feel like you have that, I'm going to call it a connection, whether guys want to hear that or not, but you have that connection with another guy where you're like, man, I feel like we could be pretty good friends. Sometimes you got to take that next step and be like, hey, I need somebody to talk to you about some stuff I got to get off my chest. And if they're the guys, like I had a buddy I called and said, hey, I got to dump a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was just, when and where you want to meet hopefully today and i'll meet anywhere he goes cool i'm right down the street from here and i drove over there i'm like this dude was open to meeting gave up time to do it and was ready the moment i called this guy's gonna be a dude i want to keep around like Mm. he's a guy i want to invest and be like hey i'm gonna do the same for you if you ever need it sometimes you just have to take that step and see sometimes it's maybe just offloading a little bit if it's a work if it's somebody here hey i'm getting close to this person at work offload a little bit Nothing important, but something where you know, like maybe it hits a little a thread of potential gossip, and see if it gets around the office. And if mm. it does, hey, I don't trust that guy. You're spreading you know? disinformation to see if he gets back to you, like counter espionage. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. definitely. All right, and be like, all right, well, that's not the guy I want to ever go to for anything. Yeah, I. I it's another just. It's a step to the next level you got to take. Yeah. So have you ever read? I know you're a reader, which is good. A lot of people aren't. I am sometimes. But readers are leaders, readers, one of the two. Have you ever heard of The Proximity Principle by Ken Coleman? Yeah, I haven't read it. High level. Good book. Go check it out. Ken's a great guy. High level. And I say that because I actually worked with him. So not just, oh, he's a good guy. He is a good guy, but. Proximity principle essentially is if you want to be in a certain place, put yourself closer to those type of people. And if you look at where you are now, you're within proximity of whoever you're, I think it's almost like a version of the spheres of influence piece, but, but taking it into account, like if you want to be closer to other people that have similar interests or other guys go where they are. Or create a scenario where they can come to you. But at the end of the day, get within proximity of that. So that's just a high-level piece. So if you're interested in mountain biking, then go on a limb and see if where you are, they've got a mountain biking club. So you guys in Des Moines are probably like, yeah. What's the mountain? Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> some hills in Des Moines. I'm not I've driven through Des Moines. Des Moines. There's nothing there's, massive out there. There's some hills. I, I grew up going there from time to time. But Call like, them if, hills. If you're in Minot, North Dakota, number one, bundle up because it's stinking cold there, but there's no hills. So mountain biking is probably a thing. But whatever your thing is, I joke a little bit, but whatever your interest is, first, sometimes we have to take an account, right? We have to look at ourselves. That's a hard thing. But look at what are my interests? 
where are the areas that I'm already in? What's my proximity? Where's my circle now? And is that circle around people that there's a candidate pool? I don't mean to make it sound like a dating game. But is there a candidate pool to at least try out and explore? And then wherever that is, put yourself out there. If you have kids, you have you do have built-in candidate pools with sports. If you do sports, school, like there's built-in candidate pools there. And put yourself out there. Say hello. Start with the, the pleasantries, if you will. But then ask some different questions. Like what Brian asks. Hey, man, I've asked this a few times and it can get, it gets varied responses. But it's like, hey, what are you excited about right now? Yeah, I just met you. And so it can go some ways. Where it's, but I've never had anybody say I'm not excited about anything. Like it, it generates a conversation. So those are some like things that I have seen work that have worked for me. But if you're not interested in a certain thing, don't put yourself closer to that activity. Find out what you like. And F3, have you heard of F3? Yeah, my wife leads the female side of F3 out here. What? I never knew that. You just told me that. Yeah, there's a female side called Thea. And it's funny that you bring that up. She's like going for the, they call it queuing when you're in charge. I forget what the Q stands for. When it's your workout and the guys like that F3 do the same thing, I guess. She's leading like every workout next week to be the Q queen, but she oh, like yeah. she she doesn't take it easy on anybody. It's like when she shows up, people are like, Oh god. She's in incredible shape and it's terrifying. Yeah, she'll beat you up. I know that. Yeah, with my injury right now, I told her today I said thanks for taking the reins and protecting the family. I was like, well, my my neck injury, I can't lift over five pounds. So I'm like, thanks for just being the the man in this relationship for this past 15 months. We all thank her for that. So good thing she's going to teach other people how to do it. Yeah. So yeah, F3. No, yeah. But that's an example. One of my other buddies, he and I coached a lot of soccer together. He's actually been on this podcast. And... He started going to it, and I looked into it, but I've just not gone. Um, if you don't know anything about it, I'll give you the very high level. Go check it out. You can probably find it in your area, but it's focused on it's focused on fitness. Um, clearly, there's three parts of the F, so could have done better research here. But ultimately, here's like the outcome that that this that my my buddy Andrew had. You get up early in the morning, you go to a workout. Every workout is led by a different person each day. So there's inherent leadership pieces that a person can get. But what I like about it is you have a group of people that are willing to get up and go in the morning, which is hard enough. Like we're talking like 5.30 workouts, 6 a.m. If you're not used to that, can be a challenge. In the cold, regardless of what the weather is, they show up and it's you just come as you are. So if you're not super fit, there's no shame in this. Like, it's part of the code. It's part of the conduct. You understand that. When you go into somewhere and you don't have shared understanding of what the ground rules are, then I think that can make it more challenging. But just through this, people, it's guys of various ages, various fitness levels, but it's all going and it's working to become better and to challenge each other. And then there's relationships. So shared experiences build relationships. So put yourself in a place that you want to be better at or that you're interested in and and then put yourself out there by having the conversation and take it a level deeper. 
because there's magic that happens. And then you will, at times, I'm just going to throw it out. Then you start to get to the point where you've now met a bunch of people and you do have to decide who do I want to invest time in, right? Do I want a large group of people or do I want like that close group of five to six um, that are my posse, my troublemakers, my body barriers, you would say. Right. But yeah. that's a good problem to have. So let's start at the beginning, which is take count of ourselves, put ourselves in place that we want to be with other people that we think would fit that zone and then put ourselves out there and see what happens. And then last thing I'll throw out is if you are a church goer, if you go to church, hopefully you've seen this. I know it can vary within churches, but finding a small group and hopefully you've got a men's group and we've at the church I go to. We've had a two-year, every Tuesday night men's group, and it started with 15, and then it grew to 20-something, and then it's split off in a couple of different areas, and it's grown back to 20. Then there's a Friday morning men's group. There's only 200 guys that are showing up now. It just started a few months ago. And it's intentional on how to meet people at your tables, and same deal. People are getting up, going to do their thing. So if church isn't your thing, it is an opportunity in an area to meet other people. And if church is your thing, then if there's no men's group, hey, that means there's a job opening and an opportunity for somebody to raise their hand. If you're listening to this and you're this far into this episode, I believe in you. Go do it. And if you have trouble doing it, holler at Brian and I, and maybe we can give some ideas, tips, or support for you. But yeah, you'll find some magic that happens out of those things. You said... One thing which I'm like, dude, that's like the best icebreaker. Kids are the best excuse to get into something or get out of something. Mm. And you better use it every chance you get. So it's like your kids are playing basketball, soccer, baseball. You're sitting there. Talk to some other dads. Just be like, yeah, dude, my son's number two out there. Who's your kid? Oh, yeah, okay. He's, I see him. He's good too. Mm. Start a conversation. And then if you really get bogged down in something, you know, like, hey, I got to go. Like my kid, uh, my other kid over here it needs debt. And then just bounce. But yeah. they're amazing icebreakers to get into stuff. Like it's how you can meet great people. It's how you can meet people that you maybe need to stay away from. But and know that, hey, my kid should hang out with your kid. But you learn yeah. that from just breaking the ice. Yeah. It's no different than a lot of other things. I think it's just more personal. But yeah. um, one other area that I'm going to throw out because it's like a little peeve of mine. Um, I'm just really, I'm on rants tonight. It's good. Sports, kids sports. If your kids are uh, in sports and you are and you're in town, you're not traveling all the time for business. If you are, that's tough. I get that life. Um, but man, if you can coach, go coach. Because A, that is a built-in shared experience with some other guys that it's going to build some kind of relationship. And it's not always good, but man, if you're leading a group of 12 to 13, eight-year-olds in soccer or baseball, like we had this last season for baseball, we had six assistant, or six total coaches, head coach and five assistant coaches. Some of the assistant coaches weren't there all the time because they did have job stuff, but we could trade off and it was great for the kids. 
But man, you can really make some good friends with that and go through something together and build something together. There's no better way. And a lot of the leagues need them. A lot of leagues need yeah. guys to step up and coach. And if they don't have coaches, they cut teams. So then the yep. kids miss out. It sucks. Yeah, and you make Coaching. just dents into the relationship with your kids and the impact. Mm-hmm. Like our my kid's got a soccer game tomorrow and coach has he won't be able to make it. And so he asked me to do it. And I'm like, yeah, my son all every day, all week has been like, Dad, remember you're coaching this week? And I'm like, Yeah. He goes, Good. Just making sure you remember. I'm like, he's pumped. I go and I watch his games all the time. But he is so excited that I'm going to coach this game. I'm like, okay. I told my wife my goal is to get into coaching and coach his teams or my daughter's teams, whatever they end up doing. And it's just affirmed it. I'm like, I got to do this. He's so excited. And it's just for one day. I'm like, he's not going to get favoritism and he knows it, but he's just like, yeah, you're going to be more a part of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Your kids just want to do, do what you do and for you to be a part of what they do. That's yeah. all they want. And I suck because I, I deny them that more times than I think I give it to them. Mm. But when you give it to them, it's just like all the times you deny it just get wiped away, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm grinning with this crappy little grin just because I've coached like six seasons of seven now of sports. And uh Yeah. My son does not get it easy. Like, I would think that he doesn't want me to coach, but my expectation level is higher. So I'm like, I have to check myself on that. But um, I just recorded an episode. This one might actually come out before that one comes out. Dr. Andrea Mata. She wrote a new book called The Number Two Parenting Book for Pooped Out Parents. She's hilarious. But she said something really cool, which is attention is the currency of your children. That's yeah. the currency. And so that is super attention in something that they are wanting to do and that they love. And I'll tell you what, I guarantee that you're going to have at least one kid, if not half of that team, that do not have dads at home. And it's a single mom that is bringing her kid to baseball or to soccer, and they don't have a positive, consistent male role model in their life. And you signed up to be coach. And coaches make a big impact, and you have an opportunity to make a big impact in a positive way for a young man that eventually would be a grown man, and you can leave a lasting impression in a positive way. Yeah. So for those who are listening, if you've made it this far along, I want to say thank you. I know there's many of you that have, I like to say tune in, I'm just going to keep saying it, tune in from a lot of different places, and I don't know where you're listening to this, but if you didn't hear the the small solo announcement that i did feel free to go back and and listen to it but as we continue to go into this year i'm pretty pumped because we're gonna have more conversations like this continue to do interviews and more of them with a lot of great people at the end of the day to have the ideas concepts and learnings from our own experiences that we can go and deploy that we can learn from we can test and iterate find what works for us and then deploy but Brian has, like I mentioned earlier, Brian and Justin, but Brian specifically has been a big part of behind the scenes for the last couple of years. And as we go into 2024, 
will be coming more to the front of the scenes in a variety of different ways, just for conversations like this and potentially even having some conversations of his own so that we can have the most impactful dialogues with other guys that we can and hopefully help expand those circles of friendships, help find more tips, and also just have some fun because sometimes all that heaviness that we carry that we talked about that sometimes holds us back from having those conversations and making those friend circles. Uh, we just need a little levity and if we don't have the right people for it. Then um, that can be hard. So just tune in here. And apparently, as you can see, after this episode, you get a lot of levity with Brian and I, we're pretty comfortable with each other. Yeah. Anything and the more, dads, the more dads we get on the show, the more nuggets of wisdom get shared. That's it. And Brian's going to run our social because I suck at it. I don't know. I don't have social media. This is the first I'm hearing of this. That's a total. I just whiffed. I was just throwing it out to see what would happen. <laughs> Didn't work out. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. <laughs> no, it, all joking aside. Yeah, look for, go, you can follow us on the socials at Skilled Dad. It's pretty much, yeah, it's at Skilled Dad pretty much everywhere. But at the end of the day, whatever we're doing, we're hoping to equip you. And we want to hear from you. We don't want people that just listen. If you want to just listen, that's fine. But we also looking for people that want to engage. As we go into 2024, we're going to be hammering it pretty hard, see what kind of impact we can make because you're important and what you're doing is important. And if we don't do what we're supposed to do, which is help lead, guide our family, the stakes are high and it goes both ways. And we're not only hurting ourselves, but we're potentially neglecting or hurting or just having some people miss out on what we could bring to the table. And we want you to believe that you can bring your stuff to the table. So, yeah. Brian, my man, thank you for joining me. Good talk. Good talk. We'll do it again. <laughs> Guys, you made it this far into the podcast again. We're excited to have you. And we hope that you took something from our conversation and our jokes as good as they all were. But seriously, that you found something that you can take and apply to your life on your journey to becoming the skilled dad. Come see us for more episodes. Look for some new things that are coming our way. We're just glad you're here. You're listening to The Skilled Dad.